Welcome to the Leader to Leader podcast. I'm your host, Susan Spears. Our guest today is Tim Baruti. Tim is a city manager of the city of Fredericksburg right here in Virginia. Tim, welcome to the program. Great to be with you today, Susan. Happy to be here. Ah, thank you so much. We were just chatting for a minute before we uh, started to record, and uh, Tim had a city council meeting last night that went uh, till around midnight. So we are recording this morning around nine. So I'm grateful that you got up and came <laughs> on in here to see us. We work 24 hours a day in the city of Fredericksburg. <laughs> yes. Well, let me tell our listeners a little bit about you. Uh, Tim has been the city manager since 2016. So we are very familiar with him here in what I like to refer to as 22401. That's our zip code. Uh, but prior to that, he wasn't too far away. He was a deputy county administrator in Stafford County, which is part of the Fredericksburg, Virginia region. And before that, he was the director of economic development and Leg legislative affairs in Stafford County. So I knew him for a long time working through uh, the community uh, in Stafford before he popped on over to Fredericksburg. And it sure has been a terrific ride having you here in the city of Fredericksburg. We thank you for your service. Thank you, Susan. It's been 20 years in, in local government service and yeah. uh, no looking back. I think we've done some good things in the region. Yeah, m most definitely. We may touch on some of that in our time we have together today. Um, a little bit more about Tim as well. So, you know, he is a Virginia uh, native. Uh, he grew up in Virginia and graduated from T.C. Williams High School, which is in Alexandria. Alexandria is just up the road in northern Virginia. He earned a B.S. in political science with a minor in history from Frostburg State University. And his master's of public administration degree is from Virginia Tech. Go Hokies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He is also a graduate of UVA Senior Executive Institute. And I think that sounds very interesting to hear a little bit more about. But first, let's just dive right in and hear a little bit more about your leadership journey. Well, thank you, Susan. I I don't typically like to talk about myself, so I'll, I'll, I'll sort of work through this question. Leadership journey, I would tell you that uh, I have been impacted certainly by uh, my father and grandfather, like many young okay. men. Um, my grandfather was a World War II vet, uh, was sunk by kamikaze bombers, and that mm. story really sort of sat with me as he told it over and over and over again. It's a life-altering experience for him. Never graduated from high school, but he always instituted um, um, instilled on us as grandchildren sort of the work ethic of, of, uh, of a man and uh, really impactful. Um, he's since passed uh, a decade or so ago, buried at Arlington Cemetery, but just a really impactful person for me. I, I try to emulate uh, uh, he and his actions uh, in my interactions with my children uh, every day. So uh, that, that certainly is a, um, um, an experience that uh, still sits with me very, very, very much in the forefront. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, having your grandfather share those stories, you know, sometimes when you're growing up, grandparents, kids, it's, it's a big gap, you yeah. know, and they don't always welcome the stories. Um, sometimes even make fun of them, you, you know, because mm -hmm. of the gap. Um, and it sounds like you were growing up watching or seeing examples and really taking that in. Yeah, and I think it was uh, foundational, not just my grandfather, but yeah. my father's work ethic, my, my, my grandfather on my father's side. These men, I say men because uh, those are the folks who were um, working in, in, in right. my upbringing. Um, so uh, it was just a, um, a reinforcing work ethic uh, by, by watching them, um, just always working, working uh, for the betterment of community, uh, for the nation, and 
from the fact in, in, the, in the case of my father, for example. So uh, great, great examples growing up um, mm. and still sits with me daily. In fact, their pictures are on my wall in my, in my office at City Hall. As it should be. Um, you know, I, I'm reflecting, listening to you. Um, my, my dad, when I was a little kid, was a school principal here, James Monroe, and then went into the administration and became the superintendent of schools here. Um, principal meant more when you were a little kid, right? Kids don't care about the superintendent. They don't even know what that is. But um, I, he was everywhere, um, as you will, uh, Lions Club, other things in the community, and my grandparents who were also here. And you don't realize the impact of that at the time when you're coming through, but to your point of watching, right, and seeing it um, and, and saying that that's the example that I have. So aren't we fortunate that we had these great examples of leadership? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think it's incumbent upon us who've had uh, those kinds of backgrounds, of upbringings, um, to, to, to work to mentor younger folks uh, in the same types of ways uh, mm-hmm. to the extent we can. I'm a bit of an introvert, so I, I do what I can, but it's, it's mostly uh, quiet and subtle and uh, behind the scenes. It's, uh, it's the way I was brought up um, and uh, the way I continue to, to work daily is sort of behind the scenes. I'm very active, uh, more so than would come across uh, if you watch a, a council meeting. Uh, <laughs> I often say, sort of half-jokingly, if I don't say a word during council meeting, I've, I've done my job. I want my staff, our, our, our team, to lead these conversations, to lead uh, council to making, um, helping them make good decisions about the future of the city of Fredericksburg. Yeah, and so it's a pretty powerful role um, when I think about it. Excuse me. What you do? So, so you have this um, city council that you just just what you just described is you know it's their dialogue, their guidance, their leadership. But yet, I'm the administrator in the middle between them and everything else. I manage that entire city. All of those departments report up to me. All of those folks, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a heavy responsibility. You know, so and then with your style, you know, how how is it that you like to manage all of that? Well, we have 450 full-time employees. Yeah. And I would suggest to you that um, they're amazing folks from Mm -hmm. our um, Commonwealth-leading police department, our exceptional fire department. uh, Our teams are just exceptional across the board. But when I came to the city in 2016, I worked very quickly. In fact, even before I had uh, um, the office. as I was offered the job, I was working to create um, a plan so that on day one, the executive leadership team, which eventually became the executive leadership team, my directors um, uh, were, were in formation so that uh, we could uh, begin to more better co-lead the city uh, on, on important matters uh, and, and our community building efforts. By that, I mean we sit at a table. Uh, we do it at least monthly. We spend four hours once a month, sometimes more, and in that table, at that table, our executive leadership team are all peers. I'm not the boss in that conversation. I ra- rarely even set the agenda. We work on global issues related to the city of Fredericksburg, and we're all peers working on big issues. So the police chief, for example, can challenge the IT director, and likewise, the public uh, um, uh, planning director can challenge the public works director uh, in a way that's um, 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 uh, an environment of trust, and we don't... Uh, um, have to worry about folks getting their feelings hurt. We just work on global problems together. We co-lead on major issues uh, as, as best we can uh, because if folks are waiting for me to provide 100% of the leadership in the city, um, uh, we're, we're doomed for failure. We take yeah. the collective strength of, 
of many um, to lead on major issues in the city. It, it becomes, um, it, it's a heavy burden if the one person that's, that's, you know, the leader, the one on supposedly, you know, on top, which is different than how you described it. You know, you talked about co-leading. But if that one person carries the whole burden and tries to make the decisions all on their own, I mean, that, that is right. That's when we start just failing because one person alone can't have that level of expertise or ability to see all the things that you're going to hear when you listen to the others, right? That's key. The, the, the being able to see various perspectives mm-hmm. is really key, I think, to, to better decision-making. Council does that, I think, exceptionally well, uh, and our staff tries to do the same. Well, you clearly have a passion for the local government. Uh, where does that come from? Have you, have you felt that way for a long time? It's a different passion, you know, to, to be into your field. Well, I, I would I would say I didn't grow up thinking I want to be a city manager right. someday. I did not have that passion. I was going to be a, a football player, but uh, oh. that, that fell apart. Oh, a football player. He's talking my language, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but that didn't quite work out. So I had to go to plan B. I got a political science degree like my father and grandfather before me and uh, began to work in Washington on Capitol Hill for uh, almost seven years. Um, mm. And, and, and th- that experience... Um, uh, it just sort of um, confirmed for me my, my desire to, to work uh, as a public servant uh, to build build better. Um, and, and, and as I came to Stafford in 2003, I carried that with me, and uh, it really sort of went into overdrive. I'm very passionate about community building. I'm, I'm a lifelong Virginian, as you mentioned in the opening. I feel very strongly about this region. Um, I just know that we've got endless and unlimited potential. We do. Uh, if we can pull together um, as a region, uh, I think we can do just uh, um, e- even better moving forward. And by better, I mean building a quality of life that uh, is enviable, uh, not only uh, in the region, in the Commonwealth, but uh, mid-Atlantic-wide. We just have to, again, focus on regional priorities and pulling in the same direction. I, I completely agree. Um, we. Our issues in this area, if our listeners, which are global listeners, if you look up uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, you're going to see it right there on the tip of northern Virginia outside of Washington, D.C. And you'll also notice that we are halfway to the capital of of Virginia, which is Richmond, Virginia. Our issues around here are issues of success. Our things that we struggle with, uh, infrastructure improvements, uh, working together, um, big projects and all, are because of the things that are coming here, not drying up and going away, Absolutely. wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Uh, we are a hot commodity these days. Uh, mm-hmm. Developers, uh, the world is, is watching uh, Virginia, I think, um, and specifically this region, lots of opportunity. Uh, that is a, a, a very positive thing. It does come with some, um, and maybe multiple challenges, but uh, we just have to be, again, focused on working through those challenges. And, and the chamber and the region has done a pretty good job, I would say, from my standpoint in advancing um, the, the conversation on transportation specifically, uh, and that's led to some major, yeah. well, in fact, billion dollar um, investments along 95. Really it has. hasn't solved all our problems, no. but I think it's uh, uh, moving the ball forward. Yeah, it's, the issues are significant, you know, uh, all, and if you look back, if you go back 20 years, yeah, 20, a little over 20 years, and you think about September 11th, we are right mm-hmm. on, on that anniversary this week. Um, and realized at that time, if you were evacuating Washington, D.C., we, we were not, we, we have a problem with, you know, 95 there, and here we are now, and we're still not equipped. 
you know, it, yeah. it, it is kind of frightening if, if you get into that. So um, I'm so grateful that there's so many experts out there continuously working on it and, and trying to find new ways to get to solutions for this for the region and well beyond. Uh, but it's going to be, I hope in, in, in our lifetimes, Tim, that we do see some of those really next level improvements that we've been working on for sure. so long, right? And on top of that work, obviously on a parallel track, we're going to work very hard uh, every day. We, we all work together to advance opportunities here locally um, so that uh, uh, our biggest ex- export, uh, our young educated children, mm-hmm. um, aren't, aren't leaving anymore. They can find good family sustaining jobs here. So I think it's a multi-pronged approach. Uh, obviously, transportation improvements are essential, uh, but we also have to do uh, the heavy lift of building an environment where um, businesses want to uh, be here long term. Mm, agreed. Well, I'm going to shift back to you and you're uncomfortable talking about your journey a little bit. Um, you, you said you spent about seven years on up in Capitol Hill. Whenever I'm up there uh, with work or you know doing visits on the hill and different things, the environment is so fast paced. I mean, it it's wild and exciting and interesting. What was your favorite thing about it in that time that you were there? Well, truth is, I was anxious to get away after seven years. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can understand that. Um, yeah, it's um, it's. I say that half jokingly. It was it's something a, else. An exceptional challenge, and a, quite yeah. frankly, a, a privilege um, yes. to to be in in, in that environment. Uh, it's getting harder, I think, these days to be sure. uh, in in that environment. But uh, it's still an honor and a privilege uh, to work in that setting um, for the um, American public. Um, I would say that the um, I had many great experiences, uh, but um, what sits with me is um, Bud Schuster, Congressman from Pennsylvania. Um, was, was my boss. He hired me in 1996. I was um, answering the phones. I was yes. outside uh, the, his office. I was a receptionist hired at 25 years old. Excellent. Uh, answering the phones. I uh, would say it was humbling uh, at the least, but uh, um, I, I knew that uh, you had to start somewhere. So I was anxious to take the job. I said yes without hesitation. Uh, but he uh, is uh, not a perfect man. He just passed away last uh, um, last spring, I was able to attend his funeral, but uh, uh, he was in his mid-90s. Um, more energy in a man than I had ever it, seen. In they fact, have to have it, right? Yeah, just a very dynamic individual. Yes. But what really sits with me is his ability to work uh, both Republicans and Democrats. Uh, he was famous for sort of bragging about the fact that he'd won seven consecutive elections uh, as both Republican and Democratic. Oh, nominee. that's interesting. Yeah. So he, mm-hmm. he really worked for the people, and that, uh, that was a good lesson for me. Um, and it really is, still sits with me. We're, we're here to serve the people, regardless of party affiliation. Mm, so, so yeah, that's a that's a that's a major impact. You know, I I hear you say that he he passed recently, but after all those years, you know, you were there answering phones at twenty five. And as I hear you say that, I I have to reflect and say we're very close in age. So go Gen X. That's what we yeah, are, there you go. listeners you got two 80s folks sitting here quite frankly um so that that could that could make a conversation go in all kinds of directions um but right beforehand he also uh said he's a lifelong commanders fan which is good good for you coming from northern virginia a lot of changes there right now and and in the nfl these days but exciting we had a recent exciting game absolutely um (laughs) riveting we we were we were watching my son 
is now off to college. We have historically watched games together, so it's a bit uh, oh, uh, harder yes, these yes. days. But we're texting back and forth, uh, uh, he more than me, about uh, every play. He's become a fanatic. But uh, it is uh, just a, a, a Baruti tradition to watch the Commanders, uh, uh, the Redskins. We grew up with them. And, of course. Uh, um, remember the parades of, of the 80s, yeah. the 80s uh, and early 90s. Uh, a lot of fun, and, and I'm, I'm hopeful um, that we can get back to some of that excitement uh, moving forward. It's so fun the way sports brings people together, right? Yeah. It should. Absolutely. It, it really should. So, And we've had an exciting time here circling back to Fredericksburg in the last few years where we, we attracted a minor league baseball team here, the Frednets, right? And that's pretty exciting oh my for gosh. us. I, I think it's one of the biggest uh, achievements of the region yes. in the past decade or so. I think those uh, types of investments are really foundational for a region. Uh, you, you, to be successful, you have to have a, a major uh, university, a major healthcare yep. system, and I think increasingly you've got to have sports uh, uh, as an anchor. Um, and those are pieces that really can provide foundational um, uh, um, sort of a sense to the broader business community about who you are. Uh, I think it sets the table very nicely for really exciting things moving it is exciting, and it's definitely you can you can see the community pride as you see the the hats and the t-shirts and everything all around the region. Absolutely, we're three years in, and I still get uh, goosebumps going into the. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but going into the stadium, <laughs> it's just uh, it's it's hard to still imagine that this is the city of Fredericksburg. Right. Um, I think uh, council deserves a lot of credit for leaning forward in a big way to work with the Silver family. Yes. And the Silver um, companies, uh, Larry specifically. Uh, to create um, a, a very unique partnership, unlike uh, anything we've uh, understand has happened in the nation, uh, just very progressive, uh, leaning forward partnership. And in fact, that's how you do things these days. Uh, without big partnerships, you can't do big things these days. So increasingly, that's I think uh, going to be a model for the city of Fredericksburg: partnership, partnership, partnership. Oh, I like the sound of that: partnership, partnership, partnership. I think it well describes your style. The more I listen to you, collaboration, teamwork, coming together, and Tim being very quiet about it <laughs> <laughs> most of the time anyway. You know, what, what advice would you give to somebody that's just kind of starting out, um, taking that job, answering the phones, and you know, maybe with some of the vision or dreams but not sure what they are yet? Well, I tell my children who are now uh, two in college, one still in high school, just don't say, as long as it's legal and ethical, don't say no to your boss. In fact, mm, ask your boss, what more can I do? Okay. I mean, just, the, the, yeah. this isn't rocket science, but yeah. come, come early and, and stay late. That's, that's, I think, how you make a, a difference and an impression on, on leadership. Yeah. You, you know you just described Gen X. I'm just <laughs> letting you know. That's right. <laughs> when, when I was new here at the chamber, my, my first boss here, Linda Whirl, um, I, w I was reporting to her, and she said, I'm going to keep throwing everything I can at you until you put your hands up and say enough. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to put my hands up. I'm never going to say enough. I, I want it all. I want to learn it all. I want to do it all. I want to take it all. You know? And I, n I never did while I worked with her. I never put my hands up. Um, and whatever it took got it done, right? So uh, here, here we are today. That's an excellent model. You know? Um, I was with the mayor yesterday at an event, and Jamie Scully, a local uh, yep. realtor um, professional, said uh, about the mayor, she had taught him a couple things, more than a couple things, but he highlighted um, a couple. One was that uh, 
her advice to him early on in his career was that uh, uh, you should always give the work to the busy person. Yes. And that really, really kind of stuck with me. Um, it was just yesterday, but uh, that resonates with me. It's uh, uh, those who are busy are those who are going to make progress in this world. Now, having said that, we all understand organizations and an evolving workforce. So we have to evolve with the workforce. Sure. Uh, but uh, uh, again, that's um, advice I would give to somebody. Um, yes, uh, uh, take care of yourself and your off time. Um, you, need, you need balance. Everybody needs balance. Uh, good balance provides a, a good worker. But at the same time, don't, don't be shy about uh, raising your hand. In fact, uh, do it more often than not. So speaking of that balance, so, so, so you've already mentioned that you like to watch the games, but what else, do you, what else brings you that balance? Well, I love hanging out with my family. Uh, we we yep. do that as much as we can. We were at the beach recently, all mm -hmm. five of us, which is um, unusual these days as you know, families grow. They, um, they spread out a bit, uh, just the way it happens. But uh, I just love being with the family, um, and we have a little tradition, um, the, the, um, Bethany Beach, Delaware, and we take a trip to Ocean City, and it uh, may sound silly to some, but for more than 15 years annually, we would be going to the haunted house and the, the fishing pier, so we still do those silly little things, even though they're well outgrown, those activities, we still do the same Very nostalgic. Every year, and we've got yeah. pictures of all of that uh, for, <laughs> for many years. Anyway, just... Being with family is, yeah. is really what keeps me energized. Yeah, and, and it's funny how when you, you revert into that original family, kind of that, that unit, you each have your own role, yeah. you know, and special place there. And as time goes, it's just, it's so special. There is Absolutely. nothing like it. It's why we do what we do is, is we look out at, at that community and go, well, those are all other families that look inward at each other the same way with that love and desire for strength and harmony and um, a future absolutely you know health happiness yes, all of those all, things all of the above yeah that's why i get out of bed every day in part um try to build opportunities here so that uh, again families um can stay together long term we got we got got to produce those jobs that's uh, very important uh, again long term back to the region long term we've got to produce those jobs so that families can stay together. The city of Fredericksburg is open for business, so I'll make that quick plug. <laughs> I uh, love it. Always uh, uh, a very competitive environment, uh, but uh, Stafford, Spotsylvania, King George, Caroline, the, the city, I think the package is, is really impressive and, and, and getting more impressive every day. Yeah, quite a diverse region that we have here. A little is something for everyone. And then if you desire a weekend off to go out beyond the region, you don't have to go far to be in a lot of fabulous places. Absolutely. You know, uh, and so that's one of our great attractions as well, I think. No question. I mean, and then uh, and reminding people about so much history in Virginia and just beyond that you can you can really enjoy checking out between history and then beautiful landscapes and even here, the, the Rappahannock River, sure. all that we have to offer is just great, right? America's most historic city. I, I, I believe that. I mean, I, I'm reading a book uh, about... Uh, James Monroe, our fifth president, um, and going to the places that he once lived uh, in, in the city of Fredericksburg, Caroline Street. Mm -hmm. We were at the um, Monroe Museum just last week. I do drag my children and wife on occasion, oh, even, in, even as a local tourist. <laughs> um, there's just so much, so much history here, you're right. Uh, and uh, I think it's, in, I would say it's imperative that we continue to 
um, share that history with uh, younger folks so that they understand uh, uh, sort of how we, how we became who we are and why it's important to try to stay the course. Stay the course. I love it. Well, I've enjoyed just having this time with you as we're just touching on a few things. Um, before we wrap up, I do want to ask you about that program you took at UVA, the Senior Executive Institute. What was that about and why does it matter? Well, I would say that uh, when I came to Stafford, I didn't understand um, as a young man some of what Steve Crosby um, was working to do. Anthony Romanello was also in place as the deputy. Those were the former um, county administrators in Stafford, right? Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. thank you. Those individuals were focused on on leadership development, Mm -hmm. and uh, I I had just left Washington, and I was interested in working, um, doing. Uh, That's that's just my reputation. I didn't understand early on. I remember um, an off-site that we had with a facilitator in Charlottesville, as a matter of fact, um, associated with the SEI program. Um, and I was thinking to myself, um, why am I here? I have work back at the office. And I'm, again, thinking that to myself. Uh, fast forward a couple years, I began to understand um, a bit about leadership in local government. And the more I learned, the more I understood. And, and today I'm a huge fan of uh, um, leadership um, development as it relates to local government. I think it's imperative to understand sort of a broad perspective of uh, those who've come before us and uh, why they did the things that they did. I think we can all learn from those in our profession who came before us. So SEI was just a a two-week intensive program Mm -hmm. to better understand yourselves, uh, uh, ourselves, as well as uh, um, uh, the world around us as it relates to local government. Uh, Very impactful for us. And uh, I would say that um, I highly recommend that program for anybody in local government. It's a great leadership um, growth opportunity for folks. And what you just described, understanding self, understanding others, is the very basis of emotional intelligence. So that's a, that's a critical leadership element in whatever um, industry you're in, you know, to, to really take the time to get deep into understanding who, who am I and why, why do I see the world the way I do? And then I can better, once I understand that, better understand the folks around me and then the constituents and the, the clients and the people out there. And it, all the pieces start to make more sense. It's like, oh, they're not just grumpy. They're not just out <laughs> to get me. You know, Here, here's how they're wired. Here's how I'm wired and how we can bring the pieces together. So that's awesome. Yeah, you can certainly, in my business, take a lot of this personally because folks come at you. In fact, yeah. just last night, um, folks are coming at me. Um, but I'm a facilitator and I'm trying to find balance and help folks uh, work through a process. I don't I don't pick winners and losers. Uh, I, I work to work uh, folks through a process. Residents and developers, uh, many of them both live here. So they're both residents. Um, we've, we've got to find a way to thread a needle. Um, and it's not easy. It's not mm-hmm. easy. Uh, but uh, stay focused on what you think is right. And uh, it's hard to go wrong. Yeah. Stay focused on what you think is right. I love it. Well, thank you, Tim. Thanks for spending time with us today. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? No, just keep doing what you're doing uh, with the chamber. We appreciate uh, the support of the business community. Obviously, we all need that uh, increasingly so moving forward. So thank you for the chamber's efforts. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, thank you to our listeners for spending the time with us today. I am Susan Spears, and our guest today was Tim Baruti, who is the city manager in the city of Fredericksburg, Virginia. 
If you have not already liked and subscribed to the Chamber's Leader to Leader podcast, please go ahead and do so. Then you'll know when we have new episodes and you can learn more about some of the leaders in the Fredericksburg, Virginia region. We thank you and we'll see you next time.